horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. Yes, we have a bugler in the studio tonight. Eddie Go McSchmidt, and he's joining us, and uh, he'll be playing in between uh, the breaks that we uh, take. Hi, everybody. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies, and it is crunch time. Only two weeks left to get some serious points for the Derby and the Oaks, and we're going to go to two people and a couple of places where those points are going to be garnered this week. Um, my first guest uh, is Amy Gregory. Now, she's the director of communications at Keeneland that really could not be busier over the next 72 hours. Uh, for starters, they open up a day early today with a 3 o'clock post, so she's probably just finishing up her notes. I did see where her second-in-command, uh, Amy Owens, uh, just posted uh, uh, about today's stakes race. But Amy said, I'll stick around, John, and talk to you. I'm dying to get around. Normally, I, I do get Amy Owens because I know Amy's so uh, so busy, but I just thought I'd mix it up a little bit. Uh, she's not only the director of communications at Keeneland, but she's also the president of the Turf Publicists of America. And, of course, uh, Keeneland is certainly uh, high on our list uh, to handicap because uh, the Toyota Bluegrass Stakes is going to be given out uh some big points for the Derby and the Central Bank Ashland will be giving out points for the Oaks. And our second guest, he's uh, been on the show quite a few times, uh, lucky enough to have him, and that's Tom Law, the managing editor of S&T Publishing, the award-winning company that produces the Saratoga Special and the Steeplechase Toms. Um, he's uh, won numerous awards. Uh, luckily, I found out that his bio that we had online was a little bit outdated, so you'll be learning some things uh, about Tom uh, since uh, he first started coming on the show oh, five, six years ago, easily. So, uh, But Tom Law, he's also, uh, not only do I consider him a good friend, but uh, he's an ace handicapper. So we'll be, we'll be chiming in not only on those races from Keeneland, but we're going to go all the way out to the Santa Anita Oaks that looks like a two-horse race between Bellafina and Chasing Yesterday, half-sister to American Pharaoh, and then the Santa Anita Derby that looks pretty... Uh, pretty wide open it's not a big field but uh baffert's got a heavy hand in there and uh, last year's champion game winner and the up-and-coming roadster uh and then the uh million dollar horse 1.2 million dollar instagram already a graded stakes winner uh will be lining up against them after taking a trip from the west coast to aqueduct to run third in the gotham as the even money favorite so that's going to take place out at santa anita again tom law will be handicapping with us and in the big apple at aqueduct it's the wood memorial my so many horses have been launched uh, into the kentucky derby i think 11 derby winners have come out of this race and this one is wide wide open and i'll be interested in uh, seeing who uh, who tom's uh, 
kind of leaning in on here, but uh, I, I think there's going to be money to be made here, and somebody could surprise us. There's a horse in there by the name of Hoffa's Union. I don't know who named that one, but uh, this horse won by 15 and a half lengths in his only start, trained by Mark Cassie, and uh, had a 95 buyer going a mile and a 16th at Laurel. Could be any kind when you win like that. But we'll find out. Got some good competition in there. Again, we'll be discussing that with Tom. And the gazelle for the three-year-old Phillies is uh, pretty much uh, going to be an interesting race. Again, not the largest field, but pretty competitive for the horses that are in there. So that's the lineup, and that's what you will be listening to uh, tonight. Um, want to... Uh, kind of move on to something important uh, to all of us and that's supporting uh, the permanently disabled jockey fund now this is going to happen on april 7th okay which is sunday for you folks that don't have a calendar nearby and uh, the cool thing is you can call in and talk to hall of fame jockeys uh, tvg talent uh, sunday april 7th this is the second annual telethon to raise money for the pdjf uh, live on TVG and America's Horse Racing Network. So last year they got almost a quarter million dollars. They hope to get up above that. So if you've got a pen in hand, if not, I'm going to repeat it. One eight four four TVG PDJF. That's pretty easy. Or you can obviously go to the PDJF website or TVGs and get that number. I'll try to give it to you one more time before this is finished. But, I mean, you don't know who's going to pick up the phone. Guys are going to be answering the phone on Sunday. It could be uh, Mike Smith, Pat Day, Lafitte Pinkai, uh, Jr., uh, Steve Cawthon, Chris McCarron, Sandy Hawley, Ramon Dominguez, Alex Solis, uh, quarter horse legend G.R. Carter, uh, and also uh, whatever jocks uh, will be riding at both Keeneland and Santa Anita on Sunday in between the, the races that they're not riding will be taking part in it. So again, you can go to the PDJF website, and one more time, hopefully you hustled and got your pen by now. One eight four four TVG PDJF. So you just never know. There could be a, a, a triple crown winning jockey like Steve Cawthon on the other end of the phone. And uh, you know, again, last year was just an amazing success, and they're really looking forward to beating that total. I mean, think about it. You know, the recent injuries to you know outstanding jockey like Vector Espinosa, uh, Romero Mara. Uh, just they, they highlight the risk of jockeys across North America and what they take every day. And, you know, unlike me, if I break my arm, I could still go to work and type with one hand and talk into a microphone. That's not a problem. Uh, but these guys, they're out for a long period of time with even the most minor of injuries. So give them a chance. Help them out. The PDJF fundraiser. That's going to be Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All you have to do is pick up the phone or go to the website. Okay. Well, I knew this was going to happen. Justify is going to shuttle from Ashford Stud to Australia. I've given you my thoughts on this. I don't think it's that healthy for the horse or the breed in the long run, but who am I to decide, especially since they're pulling down probably well over $100,000 a cover. But this is going to be interesting in that Justify is going to be standing alongside American Pharaoh down in Australia. I mean, talk about a powerhouse duo. 
Uh, so they're going to take the journey from Ashford, Stud, Kentucky uh, to what's called Jerry Plains in New South Wales. So uh, it will be interesting because at least the, the horses won't be on top of one another all coming out of North America. And uh, they're just so pleased to have, you know, outstanding racehorses. Two Triple Crown winners standing side by side. Probably the first time in history um, that they're actually having three because they're actually having the um, Australian Triple Crown winner that's standing down there too. His name is Piero, and uh, he's already proven himself as one of the best sires in the country. So it'll be very interesting. Uh, I just hope they don't wear these guys out and they live a long life and come back here to North America. Okay, we're going to be talking about these derby prep races, and I want to tell you, NBCSN is where you want to go this Saturday, starting at 5.30 Eastern Time, live coverage of the Wood Memorial, the Bluegrass, and the Santa Anita Derby. Again, that's NBCSN. Let me try to get through this. Uh, We're going to talk about some of the races we looked at last week and some that I hope you woke up early and got to see, uh, like uh, the Dubai World Cup, where Thunder Snow made history, the first two-time winner of the storied race, turned back. Wow, what a game effort from Gronkowski. Uh, You know, that horse is just a beautifully handsome horse that I've always liked. You may recall he ran second to a horse by the name of Justify back in 2018. He's a world traveler, and he put in a game, game effort. was only beaten about a nose. But nonetheless, congratulations to Thunder Snow, who's now won over $10 million in his 23-race career. And then the uh, UAE Derby. Boy, this was a gamble by uh, trainer Brendan Walsh. Uh, He sent over Pluque Parfait from the fairgrounds. This horse had never been out of the United States, only had a maiden win to its credit, uh, but did finish second in the grade two Kentucky Jockey Club last year and ended up getting the job done over Gray Magician, uh, both of those USA-based horses that are nominated to the Triple Crown. All right, real quick, let's get to some of the big races from last week. I know I don't have much time, and we got so much racing. Maximum Security, put him on your list for the Kentucky Derby. He took home the million-dollar Florida Derby, wire-to-wire, three wins that day for Luis Saez. At 70-1, to it was Bodie Express, a Triple Crown nominee. You might be seeing him on the first Saturday, May, and third at one of the favorites in there at 7-2 Code of Honor. Uh, then we go to the Gulfstream Park Oaks, and uh, in there, it was Champagne anyone? $17.20. Horse coming out of three straight graded stakes wins. Gets the job done over Dunbar Road, and uh, Cookie Dough, who we thought could steal it, ended up running third in that race. Okay, we might get have a chance to have time to get back to Gulfstream, but until then, let's go out to Santa Anita. The Beholder Mile, uh, this one for older Phillies. Boy, what a race. First time versus graded stakes winners. Congratulations to Richard Baltus with his training of Secret Spice 
Giovanni Franco made a quick move into the lane, kind of gave him the slip before anybody knew he was in front and got the job done over favorite Marley's Freedom, a uh, daughter of blame. Uh, just too late. Plenty to left in the tank, though. You can see uh, Drayden Van Dyke just kind of eased up on her towards the wire. So uh, put Marley's Freedom on your list of horses to watch. And uh, the grade one Frankie Kilroe Meyer. The winner was Ohio, paying 21.20. First graded stakes win for that horse, who's always been knocking on the door. Loves Santa Anita, a horse for course. The Brazilian bred Ohio got the job done. And uh, real quick, looks like we got a, uh, just a under a minute left. Uh, the uh, grade two Gulfstream Park Mile went to the heavy favorite, Prince Lucky, an easy win under Johnny V for Todd Pletcher. And then one of the best races of the weekend, the Pan American in a head bop. This was a long, long photo. You could not tell who won this one. But getting it done, I read Ortiz, who's Jackie of the Week this week, four wins on the card. When the photo finally came out, placing judge put him on top. Focus group sent away at 9-5, to five, just slipped through along the rail, got the job done over Melmetch, who was kind of lugging in. Uh, there, was, there was an inquiry, but they, they let it stand. And third was Village King. Uh, the horse you want to watch is Canesser, uh, a French bred, who I thought was stopped in the lane. So put him on your horses to watch. All right. That's a look at all the national news, the major news. I didn't get all to it, but I got to get to my friend, Amy Gregory sitting down there in the press box at Keeneland. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. 
Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me now, somebody I've been wanting to get on this show for quite a while. I usually don't bother her, and I kind of get, she's like the coach, so I usually get her quarterback, uh, Amy Owens, uh, to come on and give us the Keelan preview. But I said, you know, let's see if I can't get to the top. And Amy Gregory, the director of communications at Keelan, was nice enough to to say that she, that she would do it. Um, and what a, like I said, the next 78 hours, I her head is going to be spinning. But I, I will tell you this. Uh, if you've never had the experience to go to the Keeneland Press Box, it is so well run. It, well, it always was. Uh, she replaced Jim Williams. I believe they've named the Press Box in his honor because he's as old as me. So you got to you gotta give this, us old guys an award or something just for living that long. But uh, I was so glad to see when Amy got the chance to take the reins up there at Keeneland. She's just done an outstanding job. And as I said, uh, she, she's she's kind of the coach. And then she's got Amy Owens as her quarterback. And then she's got her wide receivers, uh, uh, Gary Yount and Leanne Crosley, and, and that whole team and whatever interns they get, just do an outstanding job providing the media with an awesome amount of information. So with no further ado, Amy Gregory, how'd you survive opening day? wonderful introduction. You know, it was like being on spring break here at the track. I mean, we caught a beautiful day. We had probably 11, 12,000 people here on track during the afternoon. We had the late post today, of course, 3 o'clock. That was something special we were doing on opening day. And then we had um, the Central Bank Thursday Night Live concert here on track tonight. Usually it's downtown Lexington, but we had them move it out here. And I just walked down after the last race, and there are thousands of people down in the paddock area that are listening to music and enjoying a beautiful evening. They hung around after the races. So it's really been an outstanding day. You know, it's so refreshing to see Keeneland, who probably doesn't have to, uh, keep up with the times. As you recall, for <clears throat> decades, it was Keeneland racing as it was meant to be, rather pastoral. Right. I, I Believe me, hey. I'm dated. I, w- I went there in the days when there was no announcer, okay? And then we were also <laughs> pleased when you guys put in the daily double and then a thing called an exacta, okay? So, but you've moved on from r- racing what it was meant to be and, and realized, look, we, we got to bring new fans to the place. There's too many guys that, that look like Engelhart, not enough guys that look like his college kids. And you've done a fantastic job at drawing and providing different uh, venues for the next generation. Well, thank you very much. We still observe a lot of the traditions in racing, but you're right. We have really uh, tried to do a lot of outreach to new fans, younger fans, uh, trying to teach them about racing, make it less intimidating for them to come to the track. And a lot of times that we find that people come to the track via another experience, like they might come out here for um, some of the um, year-round type events that we have, either a wedding reception or a corporate event or um, some of the new things that we're trying to do with the Keen Place here on the grounds. And that way they're sort of introduced to Keeneland. They get a sense of what we're doing out here, and then they'll come back for the races. And so that's a way that we can really kind of pique their interest and, and get them to come out 
and then get them interested in racing once they're here on the track. But we really do work a lot with our social media platforms um, through Twitter and Instagram in particular, trying to keep Keeneland, you know, high on people's radar, especially in the central Kentucky area, but really even beyond that. But it's a way that year-round we can kind of keep Keeneland top of mind. So when we do get ready to kick off our race meet or open our sales, people, you know, know we're here and they love to come out. And the community feels such a sense of ownership in Keeneland that we're very lucky. I mean, they think of this place out here as their own. So they want to come out and be part of it. Well, we're talking with Amy Gregory, the Director of Communications at at Keeneland, and you talked about your different platforms. Amy, I I came on, you know, I I always watch you guys. I get all your newsletters, but uh, boy, you've got some of the top personalities and handicappers and, uh, you know, people that can communicate their thoughts about who might win the next race or what's going on. So somebody that could be a novice or quite frankly i listen to them too um are giving them advice on the races i mean you've assembled a great on-air team and there's a lot of different venues at which to get to that if perhaps i'm sitting at home and thinking about wagering at keeneland from the comfort of my uh lazy boy right and we've tried to um do some new and different things we have you know a very robust mobile app so when people come on their come onto the grounds, and especially young people who are very plugged into their technology, you know, right at their fingertips, we're delivering entries, results. Uh, We have like a betting simulator where if you're not really sure how to bet or how much a certain bet's going to cost, then you can plug in your numbers to this betting simulator, and it will tell you how much you're going to spend and how to place your bet. And then we've also got um, our bedologist on track, which have really become a model for a lot of racetracks where we have a team of 15 to 20 people who fan out across the grandstand and the grounds and they're very um, distinctive and, uh, you know, they have like a vest and a button that says, ask me how to bet. And they're very approachable. And so people can walk up to them, you know, in the crowd and ask them how to place the wager, um, how do I read the, the past performances in, in the uh, program. And they can really get a lot of basic betting information, and our bedologists say that they'll give them this information, they'll go off and place a few bets, and then they'll come back and say, hey, that was fun, now teach me some more, you know, how do I place <laughs> a trifecta? So it's, it's a good way of um, being in the middle of the crowd and having people, you know, feel comfortable in um, approaching you and, and getting some information on how to bet. Well, you know, I, I've always uh, stated on this program that uh, if racing was a religion, Keeneland would be the Vatican. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's you know, very, very but, kind. But what, what you alluded to very briefly, I don't know if somebody caught this, is it's year-round activity there. I mean, the sales are open to the public. You can come in. You could be standing next to Jerry Hollendorfer or Bob Baffert or D. Wayne Lucas uh, looking at a horse that could go through the ring in a few minutes and sell for a million dollars. It's just magnificent. The consigners do a beautiful uh, layout of presenting their horses and making you feel comfortable. Uh, It is just a marvelous surrounding that – I don't think you can get anywhere else, Amy. And so I, I tell people, not only the Vatican story, but that the church's <laughs> doors are open all the time, and they can come and see and, and walk and enjoy it, you know. Um, I'll have to remember that. That's great. 
<laughs> it's a, it, but, it's but, just my belief. But you're right, especially with the sales. It's another side of the industry that the public doesn't really get to see. And with Keeneland, that's really the engine that drives Keeneland. I mean, the, the revenue that um, we get from the sales is reinvested in our facilities and in higher purses for horsemen. And so we have really, over the years, encouraged um, the public, fans, to come out and and be there for the sales and to watch. And I always say it's great theater. Um, you come out, it's a very international clientele. Like you said, the surroundings are very beautiful. And it's a chance that they don't get to see another aspect of the industry. And living here in central Kentucky with all the breeding farms, it's a way that the farmers really bring their crops to market. And so that's how we explain it, and people can understand that. And we have found over the past four to five years more and more people are coming out on the opening days of the sale just to see what's going on out here. You know, it's a it's a cool, very cool environment. Well, I could go on and on, but I've only got two minutes left, Amy. And I also want to, A, uh, congratulate you on becoming the president of the Turf Publicists of America, a 67-year-old organization that is a very important. Uh, I, I guess I, I, I ran for president on a year when nobody was voting because somebody – Enough people voted for me that I, I served a two-year term. Um, I think there was impeachment, but uh, anyhow, we won't go there. But uh, I, I am the one that took it away from paper and moved it to digital, which is hard to believe, as inept as I am in that area of it. But if, if you can, quickly in about you know a minute or so, kind of – Tell us what's going on at the TPA. First of all, you've got a great group working under you. Um, you know that that your, your officers are going to help you a lot. And I found that's what got me through. Eric Wing was the president before me, and I was never shy about calling him, saying, "Hey, Eric, how should how should I approach this meeting, or can you help me with what's next?" And he held my hand and got me through it. And uh, so, just tell us what's going on with the turf publicist right now. Well, and you're right. I've got a great group of vice presidents that I work with. Uh, Naja Thompson at Naira, Amy Zimmerman at Santa Anita, Jen Hoyt at Oakline, and then Wendy Davis with the Racetrack Industry Program at Arizona. But um, we are really working toward... Um, I took over from an outstanding president in Rhonda Norby, and I want to continue, and we as a, a group want to continue to make the TPA a relevant and valuable resource for our turf publicists around the country. We've been able to offer some guidelines when um, the the safety issues have arisen. It's it's become very high on the radar of the industry these last couple of months with what's been going on at Santa Anita. We've been able to offer our membership some guidance and direction on how to respond to media requests and how to navigate some of those waters about promoting what your track is doing in terms of safety protocols and policies. We've been issuing some best practices so that uh, other TURF members have some guidance about how to best manage your press box or um, deal with, you know, major race days and how to run a very professional press box, which everyone does. It's just always great to get, you know, some additional hints on doing that. Um, So we're really trying to develop some resources, not only that um, are 
standards and best practices for the industry, but we're looking ahead to maybe having some type of system where if you're looking for a job or if you're looking for you know, to employ someone or for help on major race days. There's sort of a, a LinkedIn-type system where you can discover opportunities or discover people that you might want to hire to work at your racetrack. So we're, we're thinking about all different um, realms of opportunities that we can employ. Well, it, it, it's a great way to go. I really like the slant you're taking on that, and it's uh, it, it's greatly needed. Uh, you know, I, I really like seeing uh, some of the, shall I say, you know, fresh people that are, are coming into it. Um, but I really hope that they become journalists and not uh, cut-and-paste people that just put things together. Uh, I right. mean, your notes team is just over the top. I mean, you, you could tell that it's boots on the ground and, uh, you know, he – that that, that – everything's the quotes are fresh i mean they're four hours old they're fantastic and you just do a great job coming out of keeneland and as long as you continue to you know kind of reload that with uh, young and enthusiastic uh, uh people uh, like i was 30 years ago <laughs> uh, you know you know but you know what i mean that they're so excited about even being in yeah. the game that, that that they they see the sport with a new set of eyes and and hopefully uh do that eloquently and don't just uh, uh, be reporters, but they be writers. I think that's important. But uh, either way, I my, agree. Uh, my my uh, my uh, producer's kind of getting mad at me now right now, and he's kind of <laughs> pointing at me like I got to get out. So, Amy, I will see you over the next couple of days, and I'm getting ready to come on air with Tom Law to handicap the Central Bank Ashland and the Toyota Wonderful. Bluegrass. So, uh, we'll do our best to promote Keeneland, and you've already done a great job at doing that yourself. Well, thank you very much. It's been such a pleasure to be on tonight. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care. That was Amy Gregory. Right now, quick break. Back with my man, Tom Law. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Streaming live. 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right. All right, our in-house bugler, Eddie Go McSchmidtney, thank you very much for the introduction for my good friend and outstanding professional in the sport, Tom Law. Hey, Tom, you know, uh, you know, I get people on this show, I, I hand over the, the, the bios to Voice America and they put them up and uh, somebody else is supposed to do it, but I don't update them. But I finally did. I, I, I got... Uh, I got uh, one of my interns, uh, Lisa uh, Toyota, to uh, to kind of update your, your your bio. Now, first of all, I did mention that you're the managing editor of ST Publishing, uh, the Saratoga Special, the Steeplechase Times, and I just want to tell people that you are currently the president of the National Turf Writers and Broadcasters, and uh, which is a, a very, very important position uh, along the lines of uh, Amy Gregory uh, with the TPA. But I just want to tell some people, you know, on some of the other, the awards you've won. I mean, um, you're an Eclipse Award winner for the Multimedia Internet category for coverage of the 2011 Breeders' Cup. Two-time winner of the Bill Leggett Breeders' Cup Writing Award, winner of what I think is one of the most prestigious awards, the Red Smith Kentucky Derby Writing Award, uh, along with Joe and Sean Clancy, and that uh, you operate the uh, website, thisishorseracing.com. Now, some things I had my staff uh, update was uh, Tom Law is also an avid runner and uh, recently set the course record in the 13-1K midwinter marathon around the Oklahoma training track, uh, besting Andy Byers' old time by 10 seconds and recording the fastest buyer figure for the distance. Now, when he's not volunteering his spare endless hours at the Saratoga <laughs> Ancient Elms Shelter for the Homeless, uh, time... Tom finds time to teach elementary school children the lost art, and this is important, of learning how to tell time on analog clocks by explaining to them how to identify the post times of every important race each Saturday around the world and that they may be required to eventually post these on thisishorseracing.com. Now, he was voted Upstate New York Sexiest sexiest Man of the Year in the Albany Times Union. Uh, That was back in 2010 he was the grand marshal of the glens falls first ever annual saint patrick's day parade in 2018 now when tom's not giving bobsledding lessons in lake placid to patients from the high anxiety unit from the lake george hospital uh he's a three-time winner of the stewart's ice cream competitive eating competition brain freeze contest in saratoga now he is currently petitioning the courthouse in Saratoga to have his last name officially changed from law to make him 
so he can break out his extensive collection of knit sweaters from Ireland and publish a Saratoga special under the nom de course of Tommy Makem and the Clancy Brothers. And of course, uh, uh, when on the dark days at Ciro's, uh, they perform Irish drinking ballads like Another Jug for Shug and Jockey Full of Bourbon and Tullamore Dew on the turf course. So um, I'm glad I updated that. Tom, with no further ado, Thank you so much for joining us on Winning Ponies. John, without a doubt, the greatest introduction I have ever received and probably will ever receive. And uh, it's only April 4th, so you're you're just three days after the April Fool's uh, <laughs> intro. <laughs> and uh, a, a huge shout-out to all of the local communities in and around Saratoga. you got some... Some great Glens Falls, Lake George, Lake Placid, Albany, Times Union uh, references. And I hate to be an editor, but uh, <clears throat> I don't think I was the, the sexiest uh, eligible bachelor or, or person or whatever in Albany, though, in 2010. Cause I was actually in Lexington in 2010. But uh, I, think, I think I was in the running uh, well, down in Lexington, but obviously a lot bigger company down there than up here. I could have had my years wrong, or perhaps it was just that you were a Saratoga resident, and they were coming up real okay, short okay. on nominees that year, Tom. You know, I think that maybe it was for natives. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, you know I love you, brother. But uh, you know, uh, that was real great. Quick, I, I could have we... like stayed on for the entire like my half hour segment and just kept <laughs> listening to you do that. I mean, that was brilliant writing. I heard you talk to Amy about like the freshness of the writing that her staff produces. And, and I couldn't agree more. I think they, they probably do the best job in all of, all of horse racing, them and a couple other people, other tracks. Uh, but your writing was, was spot on and very fresh and, and timely for, for my, uh, my appearance here, which has now become sort of a seasonal thing. I, I feel like I'm on at least once in the spring, summer, uh, fall and winter now. So I'm, I'm happy to be here tonight. I love it, and I, I I love you, brother. Now, talking about keeping things fresh and updated, um, there's yeah. there's one thing that you guys are doing with your publication uh, at This Is Horse Racing, and that's uh, it's a pod kind of a podcast uh, interview thing. Uh, again, I alluded to the Clancy brothers, who are both yeah. Eclipse Award winners, and I respect them both. But um, so you guys are starting to do interviews, and there was a really good one with Jonathan Shepard. You want to expo- uh, expound on that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Um, about a year, I want to say it's about a year ago now, uh, some of our friends from the steeplechase world came to us and said uh, that they were interested in, in supporting us. And how come you guys don't do a podcast? And uh, Joe kind of took the lead on it. Joe ended up investing, investing in a little equipment. I think he got some, some studio time and has gone around and, and we focused mainly uh, on our bread and butter and, and, and sort of keeping it close to where Joe is. He's kind of taking the lead on it. And, and done a lot of steeplechase people. Um, after we did a few, there, there are several you can find on thisishorseracing.com. After we did a few, some people uh, reached out to us again and said, how come you haven't done one yet on Jonathan Shepard? And uh, the, the plan all along was to do one with Jonathan. Um, obviously, he's got so many great stories, and, and I would encourage uh, everyone listening to to go listen to, to Jonathan Shepard's. It's a two-part series that Joe did just some amazing stories about how he came to the U S and getting started on his career and, 
you know, training Stormcat and training all these champion jumpers and being in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, he was at uh, some famous uh, Yankees baseball games when he first came to the United States and really knew nothing about what was going on. It's very funny, uh, entertaining stuff. And Jonathan's just a, a true character. So that's uh, it's been one of our new additions, I guess, to the site. Uh, we're hoping to keep it going. And <clears throat> um, Sean, Joe, and I, we were guests on a podcast, a local podcast here in Saratoga last summer prior to the meet getting started with the Saratoga special. And uh, it kind of got us, got us thinking that maybe we wanted to do something ourselves. Um, we haven't really made any formal plans to do a, an official podcast maybe during the summer, but we, we talk about it a lot. And I think, uh, you know, we would need a good writer, though, maybe somebody like you to do some cool intros, because uh, I think we would, <laughs> our, ours, we would want to make it more funny and entertaining than uh, than serious. Um, but uh, but yeah, so the, the podcast is, is, a, is a new addition, I guess, in the in the within the last year we've been doing it. And and Joe does a great job with it. And, and he's uh, he's assembling more guests as uh as we the steeplechase season continues it's already it's already underway with a couple jump meets uh in the books and another one coming up this weekend all right again we're talking with tom law and i'm i'm gonna miss you in the, in the press box this week at keeneland but let's jump into it since i just got the phone with uh with amy uh gregory and uh let's tackle the Toyota bluegrass. Things have changed a little down there. You know, they went to the poly track uh, for several years. And I think mm-hmm. you saw that it really, it, it, it hurt their presence as a Kentucky Derby prep, in my opinion. And now they've gone back to dirt track and it's starting to bring some horses back. Uh, this race though, um, lo- looks pretty wide open in my opinion in a minute i'm going to turn it over to you but um a mystery horse i won't call him a mystery horse he's one of the leading earners and that's uh some like it hot brown um has always run on turf or synthetic and i think they want to find out is he legit enough to be a derby horse um he's got the rail he's got speed it'll be interesting the other mystery horse in here is vacoma we don't know enough about him he's by candy ride i think one of the hottest sires in the world right now um trained by george weaver has solid buyer figures but has only run three times in his life but has won a graded stakes race at a mile then you got kenny mcpeak hometown boy in lexington uh, he and brian hernandez have an amazing percentage uh since they've joined together a horse that ran second at keeneland in the breeders futurity and uh, of course likes the churchill downstrip Tried the Fount de Youth, didn't fire that well, but uh, could it be seriously uh, dangerous in, in this race. Um, so aside from those three, uh, you've got uh, Win Win Win, uh, who has been so consistent uh, in his career, uh, kind of got little wide little shuffle back in the tampa bay derby and ended up running third uh those are the main ones that come to the top to me tom law uh tell me who you like in the toyota bluegrass it's funny we didn't even talk about our picks or anything before we discussed it but i I like the fact that you i mean you started on the rail with some like it hot brown he's a horse that i do like a little bit um he did run once on the dirt it was here up in saratoga last year a sloppy track very first start of his career and just oh you know, yeah a, a, to, a total toss out but yeah he, he's been as consistent a horse as you can as can be he's got a, a, a 
phenomenal pedigree for the dirt. I mean, he's by Big Brown, who is a, a, a really good turf sire, but also can sire really good horses on the dirt and uh, out of a tap at mare. I, I do think he he could be a good value horse in there at, at 10 to 1. Um, you mentioned Signal Man. He's a horse that's run well at Churchill Downs. He also ran well at Keeneland last year at a pretty big price, uh, 10 to 1 in the in the Breeders' Fraternity to be to be second in there behind uh, K-Nix Go. He ran a pretty good race in there. I, I like to think McPeak. Uh, probably gave him that last race, and, and he would he would run big. You mentioned win win win. The good thing about him is uh, Tacitus, who beat him last time in the Tampa Bay Derby, he's going to run about twenty minutes uh, prior uh, in the Wood Memorial. So maybe we'll get a good gauge on that. Um, Mike Trombetta has been high on him all along. He's uh, you know he's, he's he obviously ran okay last time in the Tampa Bay Derby. And a horse that I want to give another chance to, uh, who I like. Um, is the six horse dream maker who I do think could be a pretty good price. Now he, he does not really fit the normal kind of category that I, that I like. He did not run very well at Keeneland last year, maybe a little with a little bit of an excuse uh, in the breeders fraternity. And he comes out of a pretty bad race uh, where he had some trouble. He seems to be a kind of horse that seems to always have a lot of trouble, at least occasionally when he doesn't have any trouble, he, he runs lights out like he did two starts back at fairgrounds going to mile on a 16th. Uh, he could be a big price with uh, with Florent Giroux just because he may get lost in here because there's so many others that are that are going to take money. But uh, I, I'm te- I, I would take win 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 in the top spot, and I'll put maybe Dream Maker, some like it, Hot Brown, and uh, Signal Man underneath. All right, Tom. Hey, I'm asking you to put 10 pounds in a five pound sack because uh, we got a lot of races and not enough time. Yep. Uh, the yep. uh, Central Bank Ashland. Uh, this is wide open. Chocolate Kisses, Jaywalk, uh, Feedback, A Restless Rider. Uh, you know, can, can you just kind of throw out Jaywalks as, uh, you know, yeah. a, a, a prep for the Oaks or, you know, first time back? Because uh, she was absolutely sensational last year as the uh, two-year-old champion. Yeah, I think they – I don't want to say John Service rushed her into there, but she didn't have a ton of work going into that. I feel like maybe they sort of, you know – did maybe rush her into there a little bit. She didn't run terrible in there, finished fourth. She's got speed. I think she'll run really well uh, this time. She's got that controlling kind of speed that does well at Keeneland in that mile of 16th race. race. But uh, she's my pick. And then this is, I do like Restless Rider coming off the layoff. She she loves Keeneland too. Um, this is the best race in the in the three-year-old Philly division so far this year. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to be very interesting again we got enough time we can go back and review some of these all right let's go to new york real quick we'll take the boys race a race that i believe has produced 11 kentucky derby winners and that is the wood memorial hard to separate a few in here tax tactics that you already mentioned final jeopardy and the mystery horse hoffa's union yeah, Hoffa's Union. I mean, you talk about a huge uh, race, and and obviously late February at Laurel, don't really know what to do with it. But it did earn a big, huge fire speed figure, as you mentioned, a ninety-five. And the uh, Gary Barber and Adam Wachtel from uh, went ahead and purchased this horse privately. He certainly has the pedigree for for a, a route of ground being by Union Rags. Um, he, he is. He could be the one. Uh, he, he's only had one start, uh, but. He's not going against a, a group that's had a ton of racing experience, I guess, which is sort of common today's day and age. Uh, you know, Heichel won the Gotham last time 
over uh, Mind Control and Instagram. Instagram runs in the Santa Anita Derby a little bit later. Mind Control's uh, shortening back up. That race just completely collapsed. He earned a big speed figure in there. Not sure that the race is going to shape up like that again. Uh, I, I like Tacitus. I liked his last race. I'm a, I'm a big Bill Mott fan. Uh, Jose Ortiz uh, probably had his choice to go around the country to take, uh, take some mounts, and he sticks with this horse. Um, the inside horse, Tax, in there, I think, is another one that's uh, a good horse. He, they claimed him at Keeneland last year from Claiborne Farm, and he's run well in his two starts for, for Danny Gargan. I like the spacing. He ran February 2nd in the Withers, skipped the Gotham, which would have been shortening up to a mile to keep him at the mile and eighth distance by Arch out of a Giants Causeway mare. He should run really, really well. I think uh, another horse that might be a price in here is uh, Todd Fletcher's horse, Outshine, with John Velasquez. Yes. Uh, he's second to Tacitus last time. He's another one that maybe he gets a little bit lost behind some of those horses that I just mentioned that will probably take probably take a little bit more money, but uh, he's a horse that's run well, um, ran well in his first time going two turns and his race. I liked his race two back at uh, seven, eight at, at Gulfstream. All so, right. Just so we get the biggest races back. in, yeah. just so we yeah. get the biggest races in time. I'm, I'm going to skip off uh, Aqueduct for a second and go to the Santa Anita Derby. Uh, sure. It looks like it's Roadster, Instagram, and game winner. Baffert's uh, got two of them in there, but don't ever count out Jerry Hollendorfer. Yeah, Jerry Hollendorfer has two more ice in Instagram, like you said, and, and Roadster and game winner. I, I, I was reading something today. Baffert was said he wished that the draw might have been different for his two horses, maybe Roadster on the outside and, and games, uh, game winner on the inside. Um I don't know what they really make of that, but uh, Roadster obviously came back off a layoff and ran lights out in his uh, return a mu- about a month ago, a little more than a month ago. He's a horse they've been high on all along. Um, you know, likewise with Game Winner, who you know just just got edged the last time in the Rebel to the horse that's going to be the favorite coming back in the Arkansas Derby in his only defeat. Um, you know, he's the champ. I mean, he, I think he's. He's obviously the one to beat um, and really can sort of lock up maybe the favorites role in the Derby if he were to come back. I, I think I'd have a hard time right now sort of picking who's going to be the Derby favorite. Um, so I, I think we're looking for one this weekend, and, and he might be the most logical one. And then uh, Instagram, I mean, you want to talk about a horse that overcame a lot. He hadn't run since August. You know, they had all those problems out in California. Maybe he lost a little time with training, and they shipped him out there to – shipped him from California to, to New York and he ran a pretty good race for having not run in so long. Um, he was right there at the end, you know, he gave it up a little, got a little bit late at the end, but they were going a flat mile and that's, that's a pretty hard comeback race against horses that had, had had some starts in him. But, uh, I, I like game winner in the Santa Anita Derby. Um, and, and I like Instagram maybe to, to, to come up in the second spot, but, uh, hard to, hard to, Count Baffert and Mike Smith out with uh, with Roadster in there. It's it's a good race. Only six horses, but man, it's a uh, it's quite a race. The other races have uh, a lot of horses in them, but uh, I think there's a reason why there's only six in the Santa Anita Derby. It's pretty hard to get past those three. Yeah, and and like I mean, th- I know that over the last decade, the favorite has won the Derby about seventy percent of the time. <laughs> That's not going to happen this year, and I'll bet you right now that the favorite's not going to win the yeah. Derby because it's just so wide open. There's no horse with the target on its back right now. Uh, real quick, a short field, uh, and it comes down to two horses. 
uh, at the Santa Anita Oaks, grade one, four hundred thousand uh, dollars. It this is all about you know chasing yesterday and Bellafina. I find it interesting that Baffert replaced Drayden Van Dyke on chasing yesterday with Mike Smith. I, maybe Mike's just still shopping for his oaks and derby horses but uh without a doubt the horse for course and, and the horse who's just faster than these fillies is bellafina yeah bellafina man i was you know i loved her in the breeders cup last year and you, i guess maybe you can throw her throw that race out she she the only race she didn't she ran okay she was fourth in there um her other races this year have been strong i love the progression seven eights now she then goes to a mile that's two turns out there and she's going to stretch out a little bit more. A mile and a 16th. She's really done nothing wrong. Three for three at Santa Anita. She's the horse to beat. I think chasing yesterday is a, is a cool story. She's got a great pedigree, beautiful, beautifully bred horse. And she gives it to you every time. I mean, obviously five for six. Her only loss, of course, is right here in my backyard in Saratoga. Um, kind of an inexplicable one. She got a little bit of a traffic, some traffic issues and stuff in there. And that was, that was a, a big ask uh, for a filly that had only run one time to ship all the way to the East coast to run against some horses that were just coming out of their stalls, uh, that day. But, uh, yeah, interesting that, that, that Smith, uh, takes them out. Uh, Drayden Van Dyke actually winds up on, uh, stirred for Michael McCarthy, who, uh, tried to run against Bellafina last year and, and didn't fare, fare very well, but ran a pretty decent comeback race. But you like, you, like you said, it's, it's, uh, it's between those two. I'd have a, that'd be a big shock, uh, to me if, uh, if it wasn't one of those, those two fillies in the, Santa Oaks. Absolutely. Well, it looks like I got a minute left real quick. Uh, back at Aqueduct for the Oaks horses, uh, the uh, Gazelle, grade two, going a mile and an eighth. Uh, Manny Franco's on Always Shopping. He was coming out of a solid uh, win at a mile and an eighth at Aqueduct in the uh, Busanda. It wasn't graded. Uh, but then you've got uh, an interesting horse, Positive Spirit, perhaps throughout its last race. And the horse for course, Espresso Shot. You know it. I'm going Espresso Shot. New York bred, uh, Mission Impassable Philly. Ran a huge race last time in another race that sort of, I, I guess it kind of fell apart at the end. She was rolling at the end, though, and, and she's, like you said, she's the horse for the course, two for three at Aqueduct, and her really only bad race on her form is when she tried Grady Company on the grass at Keeneland. So she's, uh, she's back, and uh, she's the horse to beat, I think. All right, Tom, great to have you. My producer's telling me I'm out of time. I'll be sure to send you your new and updated bio that you can send out to the national press, and I appreciate you being on Winning Ponies again. Absolutely. Save me some sunscreen for when I get down there to the sun of Kentucky. I got a new bottle. It's called Good Sense Sunscreen Lotion, 50 PFS Fresh Irish Guys. Our ears won't burn, our cheeks or our nose. I want to thank Amy Gregory for joining us, too. And I want to thank my producer, Josh Fergosh, for keeping me in line. I'm John Engelhart. Remember... If you got friends that uh, would like to hear the show, tell them it's on podcast. And when you go to the races, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.